When you hear the trippy music, and it's two o'clock on a Wednesday, you know it's time. Time for some call me Tim. There's that crazy sound. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Some Call Me Tim here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm joined today by two different people, wonderful human beings. Uh, first, we have Arden oh, sure, of The Night Space. Every Wednesday from 10 to midnight. Also, he has a new podcast coming out, a mobile podcast about weed. Imagine that. That's crazy. Uh, he's here to talk to us on the first hour. The second hour, we are joined by Johnny motherfucking Davis of Benders, the owner of that amazing, amazing bar. Everything happens. Happy because of that place. I'll be there later today. Sorry, I'm messing with uh, all of the inputs and outputs. Things are getting crazy here as I try to deal with all these. There we go. Hey, everybody. No, it's all good. I was just—I just keep—I just keep talking. I don't give—I no, don't give uh, a shit. Uh, what do you, I can't hear myself though. I, oh, you? Oh, nah. Yeah, I can hear you. I, okay. you're, you sound great to me. I'm just deaf, Pam. Um, oh, no. Just deaf. It, there we go. There we go. I've got more bass in my voice. Yeah. Um, hey. Hey, radio people. Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, I got uh, all sorts of crazy going on right now. Yeah, like what? Uh, you know, working a lot. Uh, but the podcast stuff, I'm definitely working on that. I finally got all the rig. So that's yeah, all, t- yeah. all together. And so we tested it out the other night at uh, the Crazy Horse. Oh, right. Yeah, at the Sweet Spot uh, Detoxes uh, mic. Well, it wasn't a mic. It was a showcase. Right. And uh, we recorded the showcase. And uh, Joe Gorman was nice enough to let me use the audio. So I'm going to put that out on the YouTube so everybody can listen. Uh, but there, the only image will be, you know, the promo flyer from it because no cameras in the crazy horse, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah, obviously, obviously, yeah. because yeah. it's um, keep it's the a cell sti- phones a, in the pocket. It's a strip joint. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep the cell phones and your penis in the pocket. Unless I've always, instructed otherwise. I've been wanting to to be on that Saturday night show, but this week I'm going to be away in LA, so I'm not oh, it's not happening this week because we're closed until after the New Year. Well, not closed, and but the mics not mic and showcase aren't happening. Well, there we go. Reese's Pieces haven't seen those in a year, in a while, in, a, I know. in an age. And as a as a professional podcaster, I should know not to stuff my face. Oh, I don't podcasting. care. You do whatever you want. Some call me Tim. Uh, hey, everybody. You know how it goes on this show. I usually ask people to look deeply into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and we say, "Do you believe in Jesus?" Um. No. Did you ever believe in Jesus? Well, I, I believe that there may have been a guy, Jesus, who existed, who may uh, have been, a you know, someone whom the religious types deem a prophet. Mm. Um, but do I believe he's the incarnate son of God? Mm, gonna have to go with the... No. No. Not I, I, you know, like in my heart of hearts, I want to believe because you know I was brought up that way. Oh, you oh you were Presbyterian. Presbyterian, yeah. Because yeah, uh, we covered that once on this show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so we'll do the cliff notes where you know I've had enough bad stuff happen in my life where I'm like, yeah, no. From people that are and the same things happen to me as I've had trauma in my life because mm. of people who are 
and claim to be specifically Christian. Oh yeah, that the, the, the seeing the amount of evil that people who claim to be Christian do. It's pretty intense. Yeah, it's like no, anything that makes you think that it's okay to do that behavior because the man in the sky said so. Right. Fuck that. Or I think that a lot of people believe that it's that you can do your behavior and then you just ask forgiveness. Yeah, so it's okay yeah. um, to do that. You know, meanwhile, I you know someone who's uh, you know believes that everybody's judging me all the time. Right, right? no, me too. I, I'm, huh. I'm constantly trying not to step on anyone's toes. I'm trying to be a good person. So when people are actively assholes, I'm like, how, how, does that how do work? you process that? And, and when people are actively assholes and then they become like successful and whatever and I'm like I'm I well nice guys finish last and nice girls well, aren't even all on that because I'm kicking ass yeah you are kicking ass right no. now everybody if you haven't listened to the night space yet if you're not one of his 27,000 listeners that he's garnered in this year 2017 as he just started at the beginning of this year with that podcast and he already has almost 30,000 downloads monthly if you haven't heard that you should uh, go to iTunes right now and subscribe or just download it from the Mutiny Radio website it's called the night space mm-hmm. he uh, writes high time story time every Wednesday and then has crazy comedians act out his silly stories that he's put into now three compendiums or the third well, one's coming out so soon. Here, here's the thing. So I, I'm, I'm pulling an author's trick here. Oh, uh, this, this is an author slash marketing trick where your author is missing deadlines right, <laughs> for a serialized set of books. So you say, well, shit. You're already born the first deadline. We're almost uh, on the second deadline, right? So, you know, volume three missed its deadline. So we're almost on volume four. So what we do is, in this, in the marketing world, we release volumes three and four together. Ooh! And charge you more. That's your, <laughs> well, marketing genius. Uh, speaking of geniuses, Josh stole my fucking lighter. He is the biggest lighter thief. I let him borrow my blue lighter. And what did he do? He stole it. It was the lighter that I was supposed to keep all day today because Jonathan left it at my house and I never bought... Is it? Is it out there? Is, can you check the thing out there and see if he left it on the table or if he put it anywhere? Because, oh man, I can't believe it. I should have known. It is not around. Ah, oh, Josh. Well, thank goodness I'll be seeing him later at Bender's Bar. Yeah, well, I can get my lighter back. Like, I don't care about beating him up. I just want my lighter. <laughs> got a light. I've got I've got a, a bunch of uh, new greenage to share here with Arden. It's really just stanky rad stuff. So I was gonna help him pack his bowl. We we're gonna use separate bowls. We're gonna use separate bowls for multiple reasons. Uh, because a I currently have I'm just getting over a quick bout of the herp on my upper lip. I got it on Sunday. It started to come, and what did I do? I uh, stopped sharing pipes with people. One of my fervent beliefs in the world is trying to stop the spread of herpes and the way you can do that is by not sharing pipes with people hey if you're on the back patio or you're at some bar and someone hands you a pipe and you know you've got the herp don't smoke it roll yourself a joint um that's you can try that stuff if you want i'm not sure what it is jonathan made it um but it makes me crazy it's one of the things i believe in like i know 
I have herpes. And when I have it, I know it's on my face. And you know what I want to do? Not give it to anyone. I don't give blowjobs because that would be hate fucking, right? If you've got herpes on your face and you suck someone's dick, that is hate fucking. You want them because herpes simplex one and two are the same herpes. It's just location, location, location. And 70% of us have it in the United States. So we get all like freaked out like, we all have it. But if you have an outbreak, congratulations. You might have it but not be not actually show signs. Um, uh, the uh, the uh, antibody test. You did. Yeah. You are okay, ladies. If you're out on Bumble, you should put that out at the top of your fucking page. Does not have herpes. It's a huge selling point. You can still go down on the ladies. I have a huge issue. I won't let anybody go down on me because I'm really worried about getting genital herpes. I mean, even I know I've been with my uh, Jonathan and my anniversary is Christmas and it'll be four years but still and he only get, he gets cold sores very irregularly as do I I never get them and I got this little tiny one you can barely see it right I mean it's like barely there but I definitely believe in not spreading herpes back to what Arden was just saying before people one of the reasons that I got turned off of Christianity and it sounds similar for you is that the people who were practicing Christianity and were so very very Christian kind of abused me like my I, I mean let's say well I air some dirty laundry my family doesn't listen to this uh, podcast anyway so it doesn't matter but you know my brother is I mean I have so much trauma surrounding and and issues and most of the issues that I have in my comedy life come from the issues I had with my brother because I'm dealing with other men who are sort of my equal they are we're all comedians we're all equals but sometimes I feel better or worse than I should because of the relationship I had with my sibling growing up and he was so Christian and he did so many just mean and terrible things to me like just not accepting me for who I am and being mean and not letting his friends be friends with me and he had a lot of good looking friends and I wasn't allowed to date any of them he was like and I was like so for a long time in high school I never thought that I was cute or pretty or anything or like had any because I I wasn't like a female to these people because of my brother but then my brother was a dick to me anyway so not only did he not let me hang out with him and have a relationship with me that was positive he wouldn't let any of his friends have any like connection with me I was just like a dumb little sister and so I was constantly okay what I'm getting to is that my entire life has been and with Jesus is feeling that I have to prove myself in some way I have to prove my worth I have to be good enough for people to hang out with me I have to be good enough for my brother to like me I have to perform you know well enough that my parents will like and appreciate me and it, it was so much stress to try to be perfect and I'm finally getting out of that you know I'm 43 years old yeah and I came back from vacation with the idea like I need to calm the fuck down I can only do what I can do and no one's paying attention to me anyway oh yeah Like, all of this stuff I've built up in my head is literally in my head. Like, nobody's paying attention. Love in my world. Yeah. And so, but it's hard because, and then my other thing that I'm dealing with, and you might have similar feelings about this, is that I have a problem with championing, championing, championing mediocrity. If something isn't awesome, I'm not going to say it's awesome. I really have to... If your effort is awesome, I can love that. But I'm still... Anyways, I'm very honest and I feel like I have an aesthetic. 
mm-hmm. about what's good and what's bad. But at the same time, I've never really experienced any measure of success like on a large scale. Right. So am I really just fooling myself? Am I am I one of the mediocre? Is the reason that I haven't excelled? Because, I mean, even hanging out with children last night and they're like, you know, well, and they think I'm great and I'm nanny pammy. And, yeah. But I'm 43 years old and I, you know, I, I nanny and I run a radio station that's like, meh, it's not famous. It's not anything. Right. I've been doing comedy, but I'm not on TV. I did theater for years and years, but I was never on Broadway. Yeah. Like, I wrote, I've written two, two of my novels have been published, but, yeah. you know, I only sold 500 copies each. So it's like. Well, I mean, you know, part of that is, did you want Broadway? Uh, I mean, I would have liked to be. Yeah, but I mean, a, as a, as a like, were were you striving every day to get there, or was it like, a, eh, maybe one day I'd love to be on Broadway? Well, I mean, I've I've always performed in multiple. Like, I've been in, I was a ballerina since I yeah. was three, and I was in musical theater all the time, and I and I love that stuff. Did I want to be necessarily on Broadway? No, but I yeah, I so. wanted to maybe direct on Broadway, or I mean, I love singing and dancing, and yeah. that's great. And I and I did a lot of community theater, but. I guess, you know, I'm just not... I guess my best isn't good enough. Well, no, the thing is, I don't think it's that. Because I think that it's more... If there's something you want, you have to pick it and go for it and just commit and work a hundred million percent towards it, right? I, I guess. Yeah, because, like, me... So, right now, I'm in phase one of, like, a 600-phase multi-level <laughs> marketing operation here. Like, this is a pyramid scheme. I'm going to have all sorts of miners in uh, Argentina working for me on the Bitcoin front. Like, this is right. going to blow the fuck up. But it takes day and... Like, you see me. I'm running around like a crazy yeah. person. Like, here, throwing in all the hours that I can just Yeah, you're because, great. You're awesome. You're you know, but right also guy. building a whole bunch of shit, doing every mic I can get on, like, trying to get booked for shows and stuff, and I'm also working as a barista day in, day out. Right? Right. Plus all the stuff I do behind the scenes that none of you guys see. Ha ha ha. Yeah, he does a lot here, you guys. Yeah. He's, he's working on the GoPro. Oh, I, I'm talking about even just the stuff that you oh, guys have. Oh, right, no right, right. right, So, anyway, um... So, but that's that's me trying to make it, and it's it's very focused, but it's a very slow. Like it's a marathon. I know where I got to get to. I know what I got to do, and there are certain things that have to happen along the way. Um, but I can make all those things happen by working at this the right way, and, right. and putting my efforts in, and networking the right way, and doing the right things. So that when I show up at people's door, I'm like, "Hey, I've been doing this crazy weed podcast, and you know, you're a huge farm, and I want to interview you guys, and blah blah blah." You know, they'll be like, "Oh, you're legit. We know what you're okay. Right, that right, makes right. sense." You know, not, "Hey, you're some crazy wacko, you know, pothead." Another one showing up at our goddamn door. We're not, pe- you know, Paps Louverism. You can't have a, a fucking tour right now. <laughs> So you've got, but you have a plan in place. That's good. See, what I've learned though, is that I can have a plan, but I can only do what I can do. Mm. And I feel like I'm working at full tilt, Yeah. but I can only do what I can do. And there's certain things I don't know how to do. And I don't see the point in spending time to try to master new things that I, I mean, I, I should focus on the things that I excel at and do those things. And that's what I try to do. And I mean, I work hard all day too, all the time, but I can only do what I can do. But that, and as soon as I forgive myself for not like, I have to eat, you know, like I have to, I have to pull time out. My newest thing for myself since I've come back is having time to 
walk every day for two and a half to three miles because even though it seems like I'm not doing anything, I'm thinking. Yeah. And I don't have an iPod. Creative process. I just think. So I'm thinking of new jokes. I'm thinking of things to do for the festival. I'm thinking of things to do for the station. I'm thinking of. I came up with this. Check this out. I'll see if you like this idea for the station. It's a way for basically free marketing. I make. Uh, I take my edible stuff. Yeah. If I take my weed and instead of putting it into butter or olive oil, I put it into a coconut fat, a very viscous one. Yeah. And then I dye it with like beet juice or something natural, right? Mm. And then I get a stamp that's a mutiny radio stamp. And I get pot papers. We I get you know, rollers, rollies. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, papers. Uh, Joint wrappers. Uh, papers. Papers. Yeah. Papers. So then I take like raw papers, right? Mm-hmm. And I stamp them mm-hmm. with the coconut weed oil. And yeah. it says Mutiny Radio with the ship. And then I just give them away. Mm-hmm. And when people roll joints, they think about Mutiny Radio the whole time yeah. they're rolling the joint. Yeah. Is this a brilliant idea? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I can attach them to, to the, I can put yeah. them, like when I hand out a flyer, I can be like, oh, and I have a paper. Yeah. I think, you know, the biggest hurdle you have right now, you've got a whole bunch of good stuff going. It's just a question of connecting with the right people who are going to help you take it to where you want to get it to. Right. So one, being able to clearly articulate, okay, what's, what's Pam 2.0? What are we doing from here? Right. What What's the ideal? Okay. If tomorrow I had my dream thing running, what would it be? The Mutiny Radio would be a nonprofit, and I'd be able to pay my accountant, myself, yeah. my accountant, and my tech person. Right. That would be if I could have a goal for 2018. It would be that we a become a nonprofit, and then yeah. during that nonprofit creation, yeah. we create a larger stipend for the director, so that maybe yeah. in 20. You know, 19, I don't have to have food stamps. Wouldn't that be crazy? But a stipend for me and a stipend for my accountant and then for my tech person, which hopefully would be you. So we could actually pay people. But see, that would mean that the overhead would leap, you know, just because paying people but if if it's a non-profit and it's put into and i have a salary and there's thing i mean that's it it changes the game all right so so step one we need to figure out how to get non-profit status right i have i have twenty five hundred dollars saved for that specific purpose right but uh do do we have a A lawyer we need a lawyer yeah so we need a we need a lawyer to review that all right so that's step one is get a lawyer obtain non-profit status and then step two and this can be done in parallel is we need to get enough donors in all right to get enough money in so that we've got a nice big war chest to work from. Right. right. So what that means is we need some people who are friends of the station, uh, who know the people who have the money in the war chest, who are you know willing to get behind something that is a nonprofit, so they can write it off on their taxes. Exactly. Right. So yeah, this can all be achieved. You know, we can do this, but we we need to say okay. Starting, you know, today, one foot in front of the other. Like, okay, what are we doing today? Sad Jess is looking up how to uh, how to do the nonprofit status and Great. see if she can fill out the paperwork. And I think that we could probably. Well, the thing is, my lawyer who helped with the ABC thing, Francis J. Shaheda. If you have any yeah. personal injury issues, please go find him. He's amazing. Yeah. But he does personal injury. Yeah, I don't. Definitely. He doesn't do four hundred one. He, he doesn't he might do five hundred one. He, he might someone. know somebody. Yeah, all lawyers yeah. know somebody. That's true. Yeah. Or maybe JohnStraussLaw.com. Thank you, John Strauss, for being one of the offensive festival sponsors last year that's johnstrausslaw.com yeah. uh, so those are the two lawyers that have helped out mutiny radio like yeah. champions so so, them so we need that and then what we need is we need to find out who knows people 
who have money in San Francisco who are willing to donate to causes. Um, so we'll just have to start asking around and begging and pleading. Well, um, it would be, I mean, the city gives a grant every year, too. They have multiple yeah. grants that they give. Well, we need cool someone who's things. good at applying for grants. Yeah. I know. I'm just... It's so hard to... The problem is I would write a grant, but it's so... I can't focus yeah. on writing the grant because I already have to write. Well, no, we... Well, like, we I've got need, Jane Six next week, yeah. and I've got to do all the stuff for the festival. I still have to organize all the people who are in what shows, and then I've got to get the artwork together, and I have to write all those PRs. Yeah. So, like, all my stuff that I'm... Which is why I get overwhelmed, but I keep yeah. telling myself... I can only do what I can yeah. do every day, and I have to give myself a break. I can't, yeah. I can't work constantly. No, I, so, so I, I've been kind of, you know, some of my customers have felt, and uh, some of my coworkers know, I've been a little burned out recently because I've just been pushing too hard. Right? right, right. A lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, a lot of just go, go, go. Uh, and so I'm like, all right. So yesterday I had myself a nice depression day. Oh. No, it wasn't bad. It was just a little, okay, I'm drained and I'm feeling kind of low because, right. you know, I was just on for too long at work. So uh, I ate a really good edible and I took a nap and I woke up and I, I dicked around doing nothing for a while. Oh. And, and I ate another edible and I went to sleep and I said I was fine. Right? And it was fine. Just, That's but, good. But if you don't, you know, listen to yourself and go, all right, if I don't stop and let myself recover, this is just going to keep getting worse, right? Yeah. Um, you know that, that See, but I don't get to I don't get depressed I get yeah. I get anxious because I feel like there's so much on my plate and there's so much to do and I'm never gonna yeah, be able but, to finish it all but but you you all you also have the negative self-talk you right you know which is a, a clear symptom of you know just just spiraling right, right. And, and catastrophizing and it, it, we all do it right and there, no one can really talk us out of it really we got to talk ourselves sure. out yeah of it. absolutely um, so the thing I always do is I rationalize I'm like okay what what what's the one thing I could do today that if I did nothing else and tomorrow I woke up and it's like, well, I only did that. I feel okay about it. Right, right. And that's right. the one thing I focus on and I get that done. I'm like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Did, did you did you come up with this uh, coping mechanism from, was this a therapy issue yeah, or was this, it you? Did you come up? So it was... So it, that, it's therapy, but I mean, this is all stuff that you figure out yourself, right? It's right. stuff that... There are certain coping me mechanisms that work for everybody, but then it's you apply them to yourself and you figure out framing mechanisms for how they work for you. All right. So when I start catastrophizing, I go, well, so, right? So it's not so what, it's just so. Okay. So, so, so I'm afraid of XYZ because something, something, right? So, so if that happens, then this, so, and then this, so, and then this, so, and then I get so far down the line, I'm like, this is absurd. Right, 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 so, right, right. So, you know, the, the world gets hit by an asteroid at this point. I mean, right, Jesus right, right. Christ. It rains frogs and or something like, like that. And I'm like, so I can't really know, right? So I just got to go to the store and ask the guy if I can return a thing. Right? That's <laughs> all I got to do, right? You know, but this is my life. Yeah, and, yeah. and unfortunately, you know, some days it's really good where I don't even think about it. I just pick up the item, I go return the thing, and I walk out and I'm happy, right? But then there are days like this week where I've been like for six days i've been obsessing about making this return and it's no big thing and i'll go do it but i i need sometimes i need the pressure of a deadline in order to do it so i only have seven days to make the return right and uh yeah but i'm just like all right we'll do it and the worst that happens is i get stuck with the thing i'll figure out another way to deal with it you know yeah uh, 
I'll hock it at a pawn shop for less money. Who gives a shit, right? Hey, because at this point, it's just money, right? right. And I'm already invested in Bitcoin. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Are you really? I, I got, Did you do that a long time ago? No. So my boss was nice enough to give me some tips in Bitcoin because we were fucking around. Because we we we're kind of futurists, and he loves Blade Runner and all that stuff. So he's like, "All right, what what you know? I I've got this Bitcoin, but I don't know." Anything. He has a whole Bitcoin. No, no, no. Okay. He, he's got he's got a fraction. Point of six four. He, he's he's got nothing, right? right. Right. Uh, compared to all the Bitcoin There's, millionaires. Like a then. Bitcoin is like $5,000 or no, something. No, it's 16000 right now. 16000 for one Bitcoin? I'll, I'll tell you up to the second here what it is. A Bitcoin. A. a one. A singular, singular Bitcoin. Bitcoin si- singular Bitcoin. Singular let's, Bitcoin. Let's, uh, I don't believe in God anymore. Uh, it's six, no, I didn't. It's $16,010.01 for one Bitcoin currently. $16,000. Uh, went down for a penny one. just then. Bitcoin. Uh, holding it a oh no it's up to sixteen thousand twenty dollars uh and so i hold litecoin so i've got two litecoins now because what happened was he paid uh he paid me some tips about like a hundred bucks in tips in bitcoin right, right. so a hundred dollars worth of bitcoin which was like point zero zero no it was point zero three eight bitcoin at that point or something okay. it was it was something very low uh, then Bitcoin shot up to like seventeen thousand, and now I had like four hundred dollars. If you had, but if you had a hundred dollars at sixteen thousand, no. it would be point zero one six. It would be point, but what Bitcoin. I, I he, when he gave it to me, it was at like ten thousand or something. Oh, okay, so right. it would be point so, zero one Bitcoin. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. So whatever. So the point is, it shot up to seventeen thousand in a day, and it was like okay, so I cashed out. And I had $400. That's great. Right. So I took 200 of it because Bit- uh, Litecoin was at not quite $100. Litecoin is not Bitcoin. Not it's a different, it's, it's a new one. It's a newer one. Some guy at Google created it. I know. don't believe in it. This show is about belief and I, I can't even no, believe in this money. It's, it's, this money isn't it's real. It's all made up. It's, it's a made yeah, up. All money is made How up. How do we make, but what did there are people that like make up these ideas about money and everybody gets on board. You know what I don't get? Remember this- tulips? Tulips used to be a form. Uh, the, the, there was a tulip tulips? collapse. Yeah, uh, Den- like Denmark. Flowers. Yeah, the flowers. Denmark. Uh, in f- the crazy. The, suddenly. Tulips became the hot flower for whatever reason, and they started getting traded as a commodity. Oh so God. they inflated the market to shit, and then it went belly up because it was a bubble and it just burst, and everybody was holding. And no one gave a tulips. shit about tulips, and no one gave a shit about they tulips anymore. They wilted way too quickly, and and, and so every, everyone lost all their money. Right? So yeah. Oh, so tulips this, are a really weird flower because they don't they don't last too long once they've been picked. When you have them on the yeah. bulb, they're fine. But once you remove them, their little their little necks just wilt so quickly. Yeah. it's better. Gerber daisies are better, but, but they will they will from the neck. But too. the point is that all this idea of money and everything it's all made up. But that's okay. But here, this is shows about belief. But yeah. we all believe in this money, and it isn't it hasn't even been that long. You know, in the eight from eighteen hundred to nineteen hundred in the United States, there were multiple currencies. There was no federal bank yet yeah. different states had different currencies different towns you can look at all the different bills yeah. and the pictures of them and who how the banks made them and who believed in them and all this kind of stuff yeah. it's crazy and and when people lose their farms because of money but they were making real products that's the thing that, that blows my mind is that you have people that are making real things that yes. really exist food uh, I, I mean, what else besides food is really necessary? <laughs> food people, houses, things. food houses, art. Okay, so people actually, but then you lose these pornography. things. Pornography. That's true too. That's it is a real thing. I mean, it's a DVD or they get a, a movie. It's on the cloud now, though. It's all on the cloud. But then the thing, the cloud doesn't even exist. The cloud doesn't even exist. If the solar flare happens, 
And all the electricity goes down. Everything's gone. Yeah. Everything's gone. Yeah. And then who is your who is your god now? The like, guys with the guns. The guys with the and then it's can you make a gun? How, who can make bullets? Can you smelt iron? Like, that, but that doesn't matter at that point. You're getting you're getting too far down to. You're assuming that society goes all the way down the rabbit oh, hole. Oh, I think of, okay. If this if electricity went out. And people's cell phones were dead after whatever, you yeah. know, like the, you could have, maybe there are some solar chargers that might keep your phone, but the towers, well, the problem something. Is it, once the power grid goes down, you're all, yeah, it's there's no phones. Yeah. Okay. So people are, no one's going to know what the See, fuck to do. And you know what the problem is, is that we've got these 12 year olds now that can't do anything, right? There are adults. How many, uh, we should take a poll of comedians, you know, guys so, from 20 to 35 and ask how many know how to cook an egg. So, so Pam, you you wanna you wanna believe in something? Yes, right. please. Uh, <laughs> here, here's something that'll keep you awake at night. No, because uh, okay. you're talking about the inevitable tech apocalypse because we lose all of our gadgets, right? Right. Our our friends to the west, right, across the Pacific. The Japanese or the Hawaiians? No, no, no. Our our new friends, the North Koreans. Oh, the North Koreans. Yes. We're friends now. We're friends, right? Because think think of them as our future overlords. Because you know all all their their shooting ballistic missiles high up and they come crashing down. They shoot them high up and they come crashing down. That's that that that's not so that they can uh, get the trajectory over America uh, in in terms of landing one in D.C. or San Francisco. That's to get one over the continental United States at a high enough altitude with a high enough yield that it causes an electromagnetic pulse that takes out all of our satellites and our ground-based electricity grid. And then they just walk on in and take over. Well, the thing is, I'd be okay because I was a Girl Scout and I actually know how to denature protein over heat. Um, I could easily live without electricity. I, I don't I don't need my phone. I would be able to survive. Oh, I'd be fine too. I'd be fine. I'd be, I'd be I would. Fine. I actually have the plan all in place. Um, plan B? Well, the, the pigeons are my friends. Uh, actually, I'll, I would like to invite you to my new house, which is on uh, um, Eddie and uh, Van Ness, and it's a four-story Victorian building that was built in 1886 that's inhabited right now by lawyers. Uh, it has beautiful vintage wallpaper that's like flocked. It has all the original hardwoods, all the banisters and all the crown moldings. It's gorgeous pocket doors, everything, high ceilings downstairs. Gorgeous, 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 huge. Roof access, four stories, maybe wow. five backyard, the whole deal. Now, when all this shit goes down, Lawyers aren't going to come to work. That place is going to be empty. I've called it now. It's my place first. Now, what I do <laughs> is I, on the rooftop, I build a large pigeon coop and, you know, put chickens in the backyard uh, and then put pigeons on the roof so that I can uh, murder and eat them because <laughs> there's going to be tons of pigeons and they're going to be healthier and better because they're not going to be eating so much garbage. No, and, it's not good meat though. No, it is. The French... Pigeon, baby pigeon is called squab. The French have been eating it for years. If you've ever seen squab on a menu, that's pigeon. It's delicious. I'm a fan of pheasant. Pheasant's good too. A little more gamey. Pheasant, chucker, quail. uh, Quail is very close to the pigeon. And, you know, doves are just white pigeons. I I just, you know, growing up in the East Coast and having lived in New York, I fucking hate pigeons. Well, I hate them too, so I'm going to eat them. Actually, I'm going to love them. I love them. And then I'm I'm going to take one away, kill it. They don't even see it. It's just easy enough to steal a few chickens off a farm and then raise your own. Well, chickens too, but I think that I want to have a variety of. Oh, yeah. meat. Uh, the other plan for that is the people often say, well, Pam, how are you going to capture these chi- these these uh, pigeons and keep them and make them your friends? Well, 
nobody flosses their teeth anyway, so I'm going to be using dental floss that's recovered from Rite Aid. That, you know, when you when people loot the Rite Aid, yeah. they're not going to take the dental floss. Right. But yeah. what an important resource! Yeah. I can use it for so many things. Oh, I can I, I used make to use tiny it to nooses, make booby traps around the house all the time. Booby traps. I can catch cats and be friends with them. <laughs> all kinds of things I can do with uh, dental floss. So yeah. the, to the future. To the future. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, you, you freaked me out. I, I mean, I believe in it. I can't wait for us to have knocked out electricity. It's actually going to make my life. I'm finally going to have value, I, Arden. This it, is actually, I, this is what so, I want. So, so, so the, the North Korean, it, it, it'll come in two waves, right? It, it'll come first in, in a large-scale cyber attack, right? Because they, they already did the WannaCry thing. That was test run number one. All right, so they'll have, the WannaCry? Yeah, WannaCry. They, t- they took out over 200,000 computers in the first day, and it was a ransomware thing, right? Uh, oh, right, where it ticks down, yeah. and they're like, you have 48 hours to yeah. wire money to this, or you're yeah. fucked. Yeah, and they did it with Bitcoin, so it was great. Uh, wow. So, yeah, so uh, the, they'll start with that to take out certain things like hospitals and certain infrastructure and stuff like that uh, that's necessary. And then they'll hit us with a high altitude EMP pulse, right? Take out power and throw everybody into a panic. Right, right? panic. And, and then, uh, you know, they'll have the Russians start spreading some fake news. Yeah. Right? And, and then we'll, we'll all start turning against each other. Mm. And, and then it's that Twilight Zone episode, the, 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 the monsters of something street, Waverly Street or whatever, right, where, right, right. where it was the aliens. All they did was turn on and off the power a few times and everybody freaked out and killed each other. Yeah. 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 So that's all it is, man. That's, that's how the end happens. Well, we kill ourselves. Well, the thing is that I welcome this time because... I will finally have value. My uh, my skills and abilities will finally come to fruition. Like oh, yeah. all the things that I'm able to do. My knowledge of like, I mean, and weird stuff like the best way the the best way to make a safe fire is to yeah. use the inside ring of an old washing machine because you pull it out and it has a center area for air and an outside area to keep it safe and little holes already drilled in the whole thing and you just fill it with stuff and light it on fire and and it's better than a garbage can because it has access to air all the way through simple apocalypse tips from your friend pam well i can't wait to be some (laughs) larger stronger man's twink boy toy you know sex slave because that's the only way I'm going to survive is to find someone bigger and stronger than me. I mean, I'm pretty... Don't get me wrong. I'm you're not, fast. You're wily. You're oh, well, fine. Yeah, you I, can I, climb trees. Give I, me a break. I'm smart. I'm good with I'm good with guns. I'm good with weapons. You good know, with guns. You're right uh, there. But the problem is I'm tiny, right? So I'm good... For, that's why I'm good with guns because I got to be far away, mm. right? Because as soon as you get close to me, I'm donezo. Well, that's right? why you should come to my new house. That's why I... And I, you but can I be need, on the roof. With, I, you can I have need, sniper I, rifles. I need a big, big man protector who's going to just you know, beat up all the, the, the riffraff who come at me while I'm trying to reload. See, but that, I don't think that that's, I don't think that's an issue because if it was, then all women would be fucked all, I guess we have been fine. But you can, we don't, it is, it doesn't always have to come down to physical strength. And just because someone's bigger doesn't mean you can't like kick their ass yeah. in a smarter also, way. Also, I'm going to have knives. Like if anybody gets too close to me in hand combat, man. Also in apocalypse, I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of the keep moving strategy rather than the sit and, you know, fortify strategy. Um, because if you're always moving, uh, they don't know where to find you. Right, they can't. That's a good point. Yeah, but if you you're hunkered can't down catch near a bunker, can't see ya. that bunker wants big old target. And with siege right. warfare, all they got to do is wait you out. <laughs> right. Uh, well, my my big exciting part of that is that people are so dumb. Yeah. That they're gonna die first, and we'll be fine. Yeah. 
Like, my, my, they can't. The children, all the children that are constantly on their phones are fucked. People who don't know how to cook their own food Pam, the are cholera, fucked. The cholera outbreak inevitability alone is just like, you know, we're going to, people are going to just start drinking piss water and shit. And then, you know, they're going to start dying all sorts oh, right, of dysentery, all sorts know, of diseases. Yeah. You know, the diseases are the big factor. Once you lose power, it's not so much the, the maintaining order. It's keeping people from getting sick. That's why they overwhelm the hospitals with ransomware first, so that then, you know, the hospitals can't take on the sick people. But doctors can take care of people not in a hospital. They Like, they have the, And a lot of people have well, it's, the knowledge it's also, to... Well, it's also because... Uh, but you mean, like, endocrinologists or, you know, like, no, real I'm, medicine. No, I'm talking about just the ability to move p- patients around the hospital. You need computers for that. Like, huh. you know, it, it's all, like, who's going to what room seen by what doctor? It's all electronic now. So if you take that down... Right. Look, it happened in the UK, and it threw the whole medical system into chaos. Because nobody knows how to... Send. It's just like yeah. in... Um, in, during 9-11 when they were setting up triage and figuring things out and then buildings fell and it, things were just they didn't know where to set things set up things and yeah. they didn't know how to they had to like create infrastructure really quickly like yeah, and that that's part of disaster preparedness right they hadn't been preparing but for that. this would be that would be a disaster on a scale like that where you would think that the hospitals would already have an emergency plan well, they, for that they do but it's all relying on power right it's it's the backup systems are able to come back it's yeah so if a this this polar this this flare thing that they pulse yeah. it would take out the generate the secondary generators so, as well so the problem is the pulse takes out it, it fries computer chips a lot of the time uh-huh. so it, the ransomware attack it seizes up the computers so that they're useless in essence but then the emp throws everybody into chaos because the power grid goes down so now with the power grid down hospitals are running on backup power so they can't do things like mri the crap out of stuff and do all this. so right, everything right, just right, grinds right, to right, a halt right. and you create this huge backlog and then you know Wave three is because they they they're probably working on this. Is they release a biological pathogen, oh. and then everybody starts getting sick, and then the hospitals are overwhelmed, oh. and emergency room workers are taxed, right? And and yeah. But do they? I mean, is that do do people really want to just wipe out other countries? Still, is that like a thing? Is that, that like we can't all? get on the same page and well, be like, that's th- so this is this we're, is we're worthless we're what, what worthless I, to other c- people for we're any worthless. any of those listening who've just crapped themselves over all the crazy i just said right. uh, fear not because that that that's like a worst case scenario he really is the crazy person dick you know uh caricature we all make kim jong-un out to be right he is but if he's the rational, sane sociopath leader that you know, everybody, the CIA and everybody thinks that he is, based on all their stuff, it's he's doing this calculated move so he has leverage to so that when he eventually comes around to the negotiating table, he's now a nuclear power and then he has his say so, right? <sighs> so his whole thing isn't about destroy America, you know, invade America, all that crap, uh, because he'd never win in a land war, right? Too many of us have guns, and then we got the military. His whole thing is about just making it. But if you, but if they took out, if they did all that first, if yeah. they took out the hospitals, they did the pulse, and yeah. then they added some crazy virus. Yeah, people in the military would die too. We'd be fucked. Yeah, like oh no. by the time they decided to like march on in. But the thing is, so the reason why countries don't do this to each other because we all have the ability. You, I just outlined the scenario. You know, if. Uh, 
you know, the U.S. has the means to do it, Russia, China, all these people, we all have the means to do it to each other, but we don't because it's not economically beneficial, right? Huh. It, it's we're all, we're, we're all believing in the almighty dollar, right? Right, right? And so if they fuck over the United States, well, suddenly the dollar is worth nothing. We all base our economies off the dollar. Right. And if the United States isn't moving our money around because they're the banking system for the world, well, then we got real problems. It's like, okay, so the idea of destroying America doesn't work. So what we do is we bitch and moan in the media we we force each other into weird agreements and things right yeah. and it's it's on the way of nickeling and diming each other at the expense of humanity you know but then uh what is the end game the end game is for the people with money to have more money but yeah. it's stupid because how much money do they need well it's it's not it's <laughs> like not so how much many, how many yachts do you need it's not so A much fleet? about them it's not so much about the money as it is the power Right, because the money is one thing. The ability to buy anything—that's one thing. But the ability to influence governments to actually, you know, will things to exist. Would you want to do that? I don't know. All I want to do is make people happy and produce shows and shit. Right. Right. Entertain you. And, and well, so, you have the ability to. You're you're powerful because you have the ability to create your own entertainment yeah. for people. People like you don't. You're you know you're like a tiny Harvey Weinstein that doesn't touch women inappropriately yeah, but, but like <laughs> if if this was you know bitter angry you know 16 year old me you know who uh with you know kind of the manifest destiny and ability and resources that you know i just lay out you know i i could destroy the world if i wanted to i could go out there and you know there's a lot of things that you could do if you wanted to exude that energy and who, do that i don't i just i can't understand people being politicians anyway like the concept oh yeah that people are like i want to be the mayor it's like yeah. what why well, so, why? So, Pam, why would you want to do that i went to private school and there's a certain there's a certain group of people right, that and they're very few right they always stand out right because everyone remembers them fondly right but they're usually a giant asshole yeah. right and they're the politician they're the guy who's so obsessed with his own image and his own self and whatever and everyone kissing his ass and you know he, he's uh the captain of every team he he's you know uh, head of every committee he's class president whatever and, and he's going to go on to do great things right and his parents have put this idea in his head and he 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 just does that, and he, boop, he just, it, because everyone around him says, yes, this is normal behavior, and this is what you should be doing, and this is fine, you know, this is a career. And, and, and we as a society have said, yes, boom, that's the guy we want Here's for that. That's the career. You know, but if we elected scientists and we elected smart people, you know, then the people who said, that's not what I want, wouldn't have a voice anymore. Because they would say, well, logic and reason dictates that you're dumbasses anyway, so we're going to do it our way because it's what we say is right for you. Instead of, well, I want no abortions and Jesus in the classroom and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know what, Johnny Voter, you get a say in that because because the scientist says, hey, if enough of us are in here for one term, we can get all this done and be out and fuck it, right? Fuck right. politics, right? But they don't want that. And, and, you know, uh, and uh, unfortunately, we're all going to suffer. I just don't. It's so hard for me to wrap my brain around who they is because, like, my own identity as an American or whatever is so. I, if I was to feel part of a group, it would be like, I'm part of the 
San Francisco artist anarchism sort of area that's mm-hmm. getting smaller and shrinking and doesn't is like sure I'm a commie pinko liberal Marxist to mm-hmm. you know little money is just a little piece of paper that float through my hands and art is amazing and everything will be okay it's like this holdover from the 60s sort of see uh, I, 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 see, I don't identify. I don't know who they is. I know, and and that's where I I walk that line because I I figured out how to create art and also how to make money off of it, right? Mm. And that's my 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 ultimate goal is to make enough money off my art that I can just do my art. Yeah, right? me too. That's my goal. Yeah. And but the thing is, I without going through the background that I have in advertising, marketing, growing up the way that I did, knowing all the stuff that I do, I wouldn't be able to do that, right? right I would right, just right, be right, another right. broke artist, right? Right. I'm a broke artist right now, but I got a trajectory, right? right? I've, I've got a whole plan and I'm sticking to it and it's working, all right? Uh, buy my books. <laughs> <laughs> buy my book. Buy yeah. everything. Buy, download, do all the, like, oh, find me on social media, at Arden Comedy, A-R-D-I-N, comedy spelled comedy, uh, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, because, uh, you know, I've got a new show coming up called Coffee and Cannabis, and that's going to be phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, I want to just do more and get you guys involved. So start following me so that when I start putting stuff out about what I'm doing, you guys can come see it. Like yeah. this Friday, I'm going to be on the Hell Hat. Yeah, not Hell Hat. It's uh, Hell in a Handbasket. Hell in a Handbasket. Hand I thought it was Jingle Hat. or That was hell. last week. No, okay. this one is the competition where it's like chopped, except uh-huh. your baskets are filled with premises. So oh, perfect. the first, we open it up and there's four premises. And uh, you can listen to each other or not. It doesn't matter. But your first four minute set has to be about, has to touch on in some way the four things in the basket. I mean, even if you just say it, it's fine. And if even if you don't, we don't give a fuck. But then they're going to vote. The audience is going to vote. Um, we make you put your hands up on the wall uh, <laughs> like you're being arrested. So yeah. you can't see people voting. So no one's feelings are hurt. Uh, and then we cut a person. Yeah. And then they come back and there's three people and there's five things in the basket. And uh, they do five minutes and then they get cut. And then the last is two people head to head, 10 things in the basket. Oh, good God. Some people, you can do it hell hat style if you want, yeah. or you can go through them and yeah. try to craft something. It's it's really, it's very fluid. Nice. It's, it, it's, I made up this game and I, I find it very fun. Hopefully there'll be an audience. I, I promoted pretty heavily yesterday, yeah. but... It's so hard to get everything done. It's well, just like... It's also Christmas time in I the know. city, so no one's fucking here. Well, no, that's not true either. Um, people, I guess for Thanksgiving, there was a lot of family around. But there are, I mean, some people come visit and come here for the city. So True, true. But, so uh, hopefully you'll come but, out. But, but tourists are scared. Well, I, I don't think we get tourists here anyways. I don't think, I don't think the tourists come to this neck of the woods. No, because it's too off the beaten Taqueria Pass. It's too off... Well, and... You know, I live in the Tenderloin, so I'm very close to Union Square, and yes. Piano Fight gets a lot of people just because it's so close to Powell. So yeah. you get that sort of bridge and tunnel crew that it's right there, and you get people who are vacationing or who are in Union Square because it's right there. Yeah. We're sort of like, you know, you got to know you're coming here. Yeah. And um, I, I wish people in the Mission neighborhood would... I mean, I think people are starting to come around, and... What's going to change things, I believe, is that we are the new Thursday brainwash is us yeah. now. Well, so True Hustle is moving because brainwash closed to Mutiny Radio. So we're going to have the Thursday open mic. Nice. It won't be hosted by the legendary Tony Sparks. Unfortunately, he's going to Shug's, which uh, is Glamis Rory's room. And yeah. she's great. And yeah. they're both great. And it's up in Daly City. So it's farther away than Anthony wanted to go. Anthony yeah. of True Hustle. So he's I'm gonna, he's going to kind of jump into bed here with us at Mutiny. And he's cool. going to teach him the board. And we're going to have Thursdays here. So 
Come on by, comedians. There's no more brainwash. Well, what's just also going to help is uh, coffee shop. The place that I work is opening up coffee shop number two just next door. Are you kidding me? That yeah. that's going to be a coffee the, shop. The, the laundromat that shut down. Yeah, that's going to be a coffee shop in about wow, six months. Wow, that's really going to help us. Yeah, that's going to help me. That's going to help. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. And it, do they serve alcohol? No. Dang it. Because that would just be coffee. Well, but, uh, but Asiento across the yeah. street is our buddies with us, so I'm just gonna try to send people. Be like, yeah. they, we've got food across the street. We got pastries and coffee there. We got alcohol on the corner. Come on, and we got entertainment here at Mutiny Radio. Come on down, 21st in Florida, 2781, 21st Street, here in the Mission. Uh, any any last? That was great. The apocalypse stuff. I'm really excited. We're gonna. Well, I'm not. So here's the thing. I, yeah. I, I sound all doom and gloom, but. That comes from that 16-year-old me that, you know, and I can still get in touch with that, but I got to be careful because you can go down the rabbit hole and get really, really melancholy about shit. But that's, you know, again, no one, that's advantageous to no one. And and if there's one thing I do believe in, right, so we'll get to the I do believe in something part of the show, (laughs) which is that I believe that if you just want to put, and I'm, you know, 16-year-old me would kick my ass right now. Uh, Positivity and, you know, good energy into the world, right? And however you do that. If it's your through your faith, awesome. You know, if your faith is positivity, not if it's negativity as we've talked about, but if it's positive, right. uh, if it's through your art, if it's through your work, if it's through your family, hopefully your children, putting in some time there, you know, um, then we can all make good things happen. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, but if we're so busy trying to fuck each other over or hating each other for no reason or hating ourselves, that's the big one. Love yourself, uh, but not too much. <laughs> not in public because <laughs> they'll throw you out of Bart for that. Uh, anyway, that that's my two cents. Pam, what, no, what do No, that's you great. That I mean, that's a really... I completely believe in what you believe in. Yeah, awesome. if people were... If you want to join my cult, you can find yeah, me at I- Arden Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Ardencomedy.com. Look it up. See what's going on. He has lots of great shows. Come this Friday for the Hell in a Handbasket. It's really fun. And uh, listen to Mutiny Radio. Arden's show will be on tonight, Wednesday, every Wednesday from 10 to midnight, the night space. I got to write a high time story time. So Got to write a high time story time. Got to get it done. It's good to have deadlines. Yep. All right, coming. We're going to take a little break. And then coming up in the three o'clock hour, we're going to have Johnny a motherfucking Davis Woo. from Benders in the house in the hizzy because we're going to record a um, commercial that's going to be played starting in January uh, and then all the way through the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because Benders is one of our sponsors. Thank and what you very is much. that comedy festival? That would be March 1st through 5th, 2018. That's Thursday, March 1st through Monday, March 5th, which and is weird. And where can weird. they get tickets? Not yet. I don't have them oh, up yet well, because... Um, where can they subscribe to an email and possibly get notified about tickets? I don't, I don't oh, have it. Do they that. just have to I, email me at director at mutinyradio.fm. I got to create an email list for us. Holy shit. I don't have an email list. I'm going to create one. Don't worry about it. We'll, okay, get, we'll get us on the monkey mailchimp or whatever. Yeah, I don't I don't have um, an email. And Tony Sparks years ago, when I first started comedy almost seven years ago, one of the first things he said was, start an email list. And yeah. I just, I've just never done it. You know, just, it is because... The Facebook's great for getting all the comics out, but the email list is great for getting the normies. The normies. Yeah, I I need normies. That's the thing is we have so many awesome shows here and so many talented people, and we just... Here's what we'll do. I've got... I've got an audience. I've got got a regular. She's in the kink community. 
I'll get her to get some of the people who do like the uh, editorial stuff to host a couple things here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we'll do a broadcast or something with it. Yeah. And, and then you Saturday know. eight to ten, I have everything open. Yeah. So so let me let me get on that. Well, and that's why. I, okay, so I originally painted the window. Yeah. So that we could have naked people in here. Yeah. That was like the original, that was the impetus for painting the window. Well, I still get naked. It's all fine. (laughs) But I was like, we could have a sex show on stage. We could be like, this is how you use a dildo. And we could actually have naked people and stuff. And it would be no big deal because I painted the window. Thinking ahead. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Johnny motherfucking Davis. Okay, yay. So call me Jim. Bye. Bye.
on some call me Tim. I still have Arden in the house. Thank goodness. Why not? I mean, yeah. Oh, up oh, the button happened again. Look at that. How did that? Isn't that crazy? I didn't even touch anything. It's so it's S six. There's a short in the board. I don't know. We'll figure it out someday. It's some it's some call me Tim. But now at least we know. We can put a note on the board and say, hey, you have to jiggle S six button mute button and it makes something happen. Yay! Uh, well, we're hanging around for Johnny motherfucking Davis. I, uh, text him this morning to remind him of, uh, cause we're going to record the commercial for vendors and that'll be great, uh, whenever he comes in, but you guys are listening to some call me Tim, which I, Arden is, I so, I mean, what a joy to have him here at the station, uh, just being awesome with all his smartitude and uh, helping out because, oh, just, it's so, it's so nice to have a person that is on the team. I, and I feel terrible. I can't pay people. I feel like such a dick. Someday, someday, everyone will get paid in something more than stage time. <laughs> for comedy for the money. That's, I mean, that's the other thing we didn't even get into is, I mean, how do the people get, I look at the people that are all getting their Netflix specials and I'm like who are they they I guess they all just come from LA and you get an agent and you I mean what are we doing in San Francisco with comedy it's also you know it's like I say you got to have your own hustle so if you can so uh, I met uh, somebody in Chicago and uh, Sydney Davis Jr. Jr. Uh, and she has a, a Netflix, uh, a, an Amazon special. Ah. But she shot it herself. Oh. Right? And she submitted it through Amazon, right? Wow. So she self did it. Uh, I, she had a production company, everybody, like, so it's legit. It's just that, you know, she uh, got it distributed through Amazon. So Amazon wow. agreed to distribute it, and uh, she's on Amazon. So you should watch her special. Uh, I think it's called. Wasted something. I forget what it was. Yay! He's here. Johnny Davis. Yay! Johnny motherfucking Davis. Um, But say it again. Sydney Junior Junior. Sydney Davis Junior Junior. Sydney Davis Junior Junior. Everybody look up her Amazon special. And speaking of Davis, we have... I'm going to bounce because I got to go retune that thing to the place. Sweet. Thank you, Arden, for hanging out on the first hour. You're a badass. Uh, Johnny, you can sit in the black chair if you want or in any of the other chairs, whatever makes you happy. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. This isn't your first time here. Oh, this is my first time here. Is Hi, this Pam. your first time here? My Seriously? first time here, yeah. Oh, my God. Welcome to Mutiny Radio. Thanks, Pam. This nice to see you. This is where I am all the time when I give all the flyers and you're so helpful and you've been so generous and Bender's being one of the sponsors for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. You're so awesome. Welcome. This is this is the place. Why, thank you. What's yeah. What's spot you got here? Yeah, we've got the little performance space where we do the comedy and, and we have the thing where we talk and stuff back here and we've sound got booth, I weird the sound booth we've got weird art we got sparkle jesus in the corner yeah tons of cool stuff here yeah it's like a clubhouse for weirdos that love music yeah that love music and <laughs> i'm into that cr- creating weird content and and all that kind of stuff i was if people don't know who you are you're the owner of benders one of them one of the owners one of the owners and also of emperor norton's booze land i like to call it the bender loin <laughs> that place is rad. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get a little closer to your mic. Bring it a little closer to your mouth. Like, there we go. You can get comfortable. You can move your chair around. You can do whatever you want. Thanks. Uh, but 
I was telling people earlier, and anyone who listens to Mutiny Radio at any of my shows knows that I constantly talk about benders, but that your back patio is actually um, a vortex of happiness. Oh, yes. I, I feel the same way. Everything good that has happened in my life has happened because of the back patio of benders. Oh, no, it's absolutely wow. true. Really cool. I met Jonathan on the back patio of Benders and our four year anniversary is Christmas. Awesome. From Congratulations. Like when, when we actually were like, we're committed to each other and not just like dating. Yeah. Uh, Which is tough to do in this city. Like, yeah, four years, but it's because of the back patio. Ah, it's so great. Awesome. And I've met people back there that have helped with the station. I've met, I mean, everything. It's just such a wonderful place. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. And you've been, you've been a bartender in the city forever. For, yeah, quite a while, about half my life now. And you were the, I mean, one of my favorite things, you were the bartender of the year or something out of SF Gates. Oh, yeah. I got a craziest bartender of the year back a few years ago from yeah, The Guardian. The if Guardian. you guys remember The Guardian, a lovely San Francisco publication. We're just keeping it real on the streets for the people. Yeah. And it's The Guardian. You're the best bartender in the world, uh, apparently. Yeah, just a guy slinging yeah, drinks over the just bar. Just a guy. Keeping glasses full. Yeah, but, okay, so in, in our current time of um, everybody staring at their phones and the lack of connection... I think bars are like the new churches, especially in San Francisco, because it's a place where people come to commune and to share news, and to it's like a it's a community hub. Yeah, absolutely. Meet the meet friends, make new friends, you know, hang out, uh, bump into people they haven't seen in a while. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like a living room. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Especially in this city, it's always been that way because San Francisco. You know, a lot of folks are living in small quarters, uh, being as rent is so high here. So a lot of folks don't have a proper living room or a communal space in their house. So they tend to migrate towards bars, I feel, you know, and that tends to become the de facto living room for a lot of folks in San Francisco. So they know that they can meet the friends there and hang out and have a good time, see people they know, you know, feel comfortable. Yeah, I love your place. We love keeping it real like that here in the Mission, you know. Yeah, and you're helping out with the... Uh with the festival, which is awesome. Yeah, of course. Love supporting things like this in San Francisco. The comedy fest you guys are doing over here, you know. Uh, third year. I can't believe it's actually yeah, going to be, be a sponsor. Third that. third year that I'm doing this again. But I, it, you know, it's hard to create a legacy in San Francisco and something that can sustain itself. It truly for is. A long time. Absolutely. You know, with uh, as I mentioned before, the rent climate and whatnot, it's just hard hard to get by in this big little city of ours yeah uh usually on the show we talk about like things people believe in you're not like a religious person in i believe way. in rock and roll oh that's great so that's that's absolutely. a religion in itself yes, absolutely and you do it's you guys guided have, me through my life up to this point hands down you have more great, than anything else great great bands all the time at yeah. benders too oh, thanks and yeah. small bands but bands that have been around forever uh, and like, has, has Death Angel played at your? No, place? no, those guys. They're too big. They're too big. Drinking in there, but no, oh, they've okay. never played there. <laughs> okay, that would be crazy if they did like a tiny show. That would be fun. We certainly support that anytime we could. There was a what was there's another band where it's just a drummer. Rafa is the drummer. Oh, Black Cobra. Black yeah, Cobra. They're rad. Absolutely, they're amazing. Yeah, great local guys. And Floating Goat, my favorite. I can't believe that they're not famous yet huge I love worldwide nationwide metal. floating goat I know I love those guys <laughs> they just played Benders a few weeks ago and we'll Yay. have them back in the new year for sure they're Yay. one of my favorite local bands so when was your when did you decide like rock and roll is the lifestyle and what I believe in and what I'm gonna like I was about eight Really? Was it? It wasn't Kiss, was it? Of course, it was. Kiss. It was Kiss. Oh! That first summer it was three. There was Ted Nugent, ZZ Top, and Kiss. And Kiss, throughout the formative years, was the 
one true, you know, oh my God, these guys are still around. And, but and, and later in life here, I've uh, the one that's really stuck with me has been ZZ Top. Oh, okay. I absolutely love, hands down, one of the best bands on the planet. Whereas Kiss has faded into freaking, uh, not obscurity, unfortunately, but tatters of what the band once was. Shameful well, what they've become. Ace Freely, when he does his solo projects, are hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty it's awesome. It's so yeah. funny. Like, it's hard and it's hard for me because I'm like, I think he's taking himself seriously. But then I that's I so why. too, yeah. He <laughs> doesn't really I... realize what kind of that's become. But He's still a great rock and roller. Awesome, awesome guitar player. And yeah. Don't really support the band so much anymore. Haven't gone to see them in a long time. But, you know, whatever. It was, it was the formative years, you know. So you were eight, and you were you listening to the radio? Obviously, the radio. No, I was my cousin's down in Texas. I was back. My uncle was dying. I was hanging out for the summer with older cousins, and it was all about what rock and roll they were listening to. But it was it was records then. Yeah. Oh yeah, all vinyl back then. Absolutely. Well, my one cousin Greg had some eight track tapes. You know, I do remember Ted Nugent on eight track tape. Which I still have a collection of to no. this day. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you have an box eight, full eight track tape. You have an eight track deck? I have an eight track tape player, absolutely. Yes. Wow. Home. Home. Not, not a portable. I'd love to get my hands on a portable. <laughs> wow. So do, you, do you actually still listen to eight track? No, not no. currently. Because wouldn't they fall <laughs> apart? I feel like because it's like still a tape. I kind of have a box of them that I don't really get much use out of at this point. Right. A big box, mind you. You should um, contract Jenner to make some kind of piece of art out of them. Oh, but then I'd destroy them. I know, then they'd be destroyed. That's <laughs> Not true. Not about to do that. But if you're, never gonna, if, you, if you're never going to use them, then what's the... Oh, you still well, lug in the box At some point, around. you know, I might bust them out in my golden years ah. as, a, as a laugh, see which ones still play, see what I've got in that box. <laughs> what was uh, the first vinyl you ever purchased with your own money? Oh, yeah, that was Kiss. Wait, it was? Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Do you remember your first tape? My first tape was Cheech and Chong's next hit. Wow. Or no, Cheech and Chong's greatest hit. Not hits, but right, hit. hit. Right, right. It was amazing. Right. You my eye, you know, all that good stuff Speaking on there. Speaking of that, on we should... Basketball smoke. Jones. Bunch of good early Cheech and Chong. I actually dressed up as Tommy Chong in fourth grade for Halloween. Are you ki- That's hilarious. <laughs> did, did the teachers, were they okay with it? Were the kids in the class, they didn't know what well, you were Well, we doing. weren't at school dressed up. Oh. It was more out in the neighborhood running around and the neighbors going, what the hell are you? With well, the mustache and the vest. <laughs> did your did your parents know what you were dressing up as? Did they oh, understand? yeah. They knew. Who they knew, but and they, were they didn't okay think it'd it really stick like it did. <laughs> <laughs> When's the first time you smoked pot? I was 11. 11? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty young. Yeah. Was it older? I don't... No, just like, don't hanging out with friends, still a joint from friend's dad, you know? I, I don't have a lighter, though, because I had a lighter, and then jo- Loud Josh was here earlier, and he was like, come borrow your lighter, and then and he, he stole walked. My, like, he no walked. way. He stole yeah. my lighter. Bennett, we know you're out there with that lighter. <laughs> we know you're... I'm going to find him later at the, at the station, at the bar, at the station. I get so confused about what is what anymore. Packs. Yeah, a little shout out to the Pax guys uh, right here in the neighborhood in the Mission. Love these little devices. How is smoking weed without a lighter? What's gonna happen when in twenty and next year on January fifth when weed is legal? What's gonna happen to like bar the bar scene? It, will are they gonna? Is it gonna anything gonna change? Are they gonna? Well, is everything it's, it's gonna be like? It's smoke weed in bars in California, even with medical. Even if you have a medical license, it's it's a different thing. It's uh, it's still not uh, federally allowed. Right. So that is kind of where the bars fall under with our liquor licenses. So I've heard of some places that are gonna be opening up as 
pretty much straight up smoking lounges that don't have liquor licenses that allow people to just hang out and smoke. You know, hang out sodas. They'll probably do food stuff like bar wood, but just without any alcohol. Right. Going to be just uh, just a burner's paradise. But will it? I mean, will there? Do you think there'll be permitting for that? Are we going to have to go through some kind of I like governmental? Probably. Because you know? I would get that for this place. Because <laughs> I would yeah, be like yeah. immediately. It's like well, you know, can smoke pot in here. I don't have a problem I would, with I that. I would imagine <laughs> as long as you aren't, you know, uh, trying to make money off of it, like i.e., selling it. No, no, just bring like it in. A, like a. A conventional marijuana shop would, uh, then I don't think you'd have any problem with it. But I don't know. Don't quote me. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, I, I, it's just one of those things where I've, I've. San Francisco is this beautiful place where everyone kind of does whatever they want. But every once in a while, you realize that rules still exist. Sometimes and, we get slapped. Yeah. Right. So it's it's weird because. It is this sort of wonderland where there's a bar in every corner and everybody drinks, but you can still get a DUI and you can yeah, still, oh, absolutely. right? Yeah, like you it happens can, all the time. Right. And you can still don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. And even on bikes, um, if you're on a bike and you are under the influence, you can get a BUI, which is a yeah, DUI, which biking. is a moving, a moving vehicle. And you still get the same issue. Big you tickets. You still get picked up just for wandering around drunk. I believe right? just drunk in public when they really want to mess with you. If that's true, if they really want to, I mean, I can't imagine. The, if, oh, it's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much here in our beautiful city of San Francisco, but I have friends that are used to wandering around drunk here, and then they go someplace on vacation, and sure enough, they wind up cuffed and stuffed, oh, wandering around drunk. Want just well, so. Being, you're like in the bar industry. Do you, if if you recognize that someone is inebriated, you know you can't serve them anymore. Like you, that's a thing. But then, what's your responsibility? You you look at them and say, "Hey, be safe, bro." Like what? What are you? What like? What's your responsibility to a person who's? Well, we, you know, we could definitely be held accountable if something horrible was to happen. You know. Uh, but, uh, you know, we try and take care of folks that obviously seem that way, you know, start feeding them full of water, right. making sure they've got a friend with them, hopefully, you yeah. know, at least uh, get them on their way safely. You know what I mean? Make sure they're not driving type of thing. It's so. just so tough to figure out, it like, who's, who's drunk and who's inebriated and who's just having a good time. And I mean, I how guess close if do they live, how far do they have to go? What's what's going on? Yeah. Right. What's going to happen when you get home type of thing? Yeah, exactly. And if it they're a tough. woo girl. Woo! It's, it's tough. Yeah. <laughs> You start telling them right away if they're a woo girl. Right, you're like third shot in. Woo, woo, get out. Nope, you're done. no more wooing, please. Uh, so you believe in rock and roll? Is there? What do you not? What's the thing that you would say you just don't believe in, and something that other people believe in that you're like, how is that even a thing? Man, our government right now. Jesus uh, Christ, yeah. I'm having a lot of trouble believing in our government. <laughs> like what? What? Joke. Like the net Just neutrality thing? With the... Yeah, the net neutrality right there at the top of the list for yeah. sure. That's horrible. They just stripped that away. You know, um, that's already been enacted in places in Europe, and that's not gone favorably for the masses. You know, right. limited access to a multitude of things on the internet. You know. And I hate to think that that might be happening here. I mean, you know, big picture, you know, most people are just worried about how quick they can get stuff on the internet. But what's really going to happen is they're going to start losing accessibility to content on the web, which is really the problem for me. Right, because it's no longer free. Well, they already do it on our searches anyways. Like, yeah. so we, we, we this is on a small way, but Netflix shapes all our lives. So 
Jonathan and I have a Netflix account that's his and it always sort of tells us all these things and we think that those those are all the choices. But if you go into the search bar and put like the letter A, all of a sudden all these things come up that you're like, I didn't even, like they've exactly. already bottlenecked my service so that they're like, well, you like cooking shows, things from Japan. Trying to and feed you things that you think you already like rather than let yeah. you find stuff that you might like. Exactly. So we've fucked up our search because it's like horror movies, CSI type dramas, cooking shows and weird shit from Japan. So that's like all the, and so I was bored and I looked, there's like, there is so much out there. I had no idea. Yeah, I believe that if you just start searching other weird stuff, it'll just broaden their search for you. So yeah. they'll start throwing you other weird stuff as well. So that that might be your angle. And then, like, when we look at news or when we look at fa- any of the interfaces that we look at on the the screen, they're trying to feed us weird shit. Like, on the side of my, um, of my Facebook, there's usually ads and one of them will be like bullet bourbon delivered to your door for 1999 and I'm how like, do they know you drink bullet bourbon pam yeah exactly well, that makes sense like they were like whiskey there's a lot of things that say whiskey they get it they got it i'm like great i that's I, that's what i drink but then i i say uh fuck jesus a lot which is funny and so they keep thinking that uh i want christian mingle <laughs> Wow. So on the side, it'll get like Christian like Mingle. Fuck a me- Jesus fucker. Right. But I'm like, no, I'm saying fuck Jesus, not like I want to fuck Jesus. I'm like, I'm being critical of the idea, not that I'm excited about it. Yeah, I guess you really got to watch what you say, huh? And watch what you all- search. Well, that's, but they're shaping, they're trying to shape everything toward us to make us like, I don't know, better consumers of the things we already consume. Yeah, yeah. Stuff and more stuff down your throat. What, what would you say the top five things you consume? Are like for oh wow like That's... just m- not act maybe not actually in your body like consume like I'd say for me my oh. number one is alcohol but like the <laughs> things that you spend money on like consumables what would you say your top five are oh gosh uh, let me think about that definitely right there's the top of your list um, alcohol mm. you know don't have a big clothing budget don't really band go, t-shirts go though that way yeah jonathan would have band, band t-shirts, t-shirts in yeah. his in his top um, five music i'm still i still outfit our jukeboxes with cds so i'm still out there buying cds all the time of of things that i shop most often it would definitely be cds because i'll stop at any place that has a stack of cds just to see what they are whether it's a thrift store uh, a sidewalk sale you know uh, doesn't really matter. If it's a record store, even better. I can spend a few hours. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, well, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Rock and CDs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, CDs, alcohol. Uh, Thai food, because I Thai, eat a lot yes. of freaking Thai, Thai food. food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can very easily live in Thailand. I'm convinced of that. No <laughs> yeah, never been. Someday. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I drive around a lot, I guess. Gas. Too, okay, so. gas. So gas, yeah. I can yeah. get myself and around. And parking tickets. So. No, just kidding. No, I have a garage. <laughs> luckily, five? luckely, I have a garage. Oh, good. Good, good for you. And uh, I don't get a lot of those, but they hurt when they do. Hell yeah. Uh, Thai food. I love OSHA, but only for their lunch special because they've got a little card, you know, and they stamp it and every sixth one is free and their lunch special is so good. It's really cheap. That's awesome. It's like, uh-huh. and it's, it's good Thai food. Yeah. 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 Oh, she is good. Yeah. I agree. I always do that. I've got promos everywhere. So speaking of promos, uh, we're going to make your, uh, your Bender's commercial. We're going to, we're going to do it live during this little podcast that we're talking on. Yeah, anyway. So, okay. it's, so, uh, we'll, we're going to, for the audience, we're 
lifting the veil. We're lifting the fourth wall here on the magic of radio. And <laughs> we'll uh, record a fun little thing. So uh, what kind of music do you want in the background? Do you have anything specific that you're... Oh, yeah, I brought up a little bit of music. Oh, you me. did? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's um, pu- pull it out. We'll uh, choose some stuff here. Yeah, well, so basically I'll, I'll run through it for you and the audience. We're going to do like a little 60-second promo about Benders, and we'll start with a little bit of music. It'll be kind of loud. We'll start it. We'll bring it down so it'll just sort of play under, and then you can say whatever you want. You can do it off the top of your head. You can uh, you can script it if you want. We can do multiple takes. It doesn't matter till it sounds right and you like you have it scripted. Okay, no, no scripted. <laughs> yeah, you can script it. You can do. Um, we're. I mean, it, it's however it's however you want to get it done. And I'm I'm excited because we'll be running these commercials uh, from January 1st until through the festival uh, March 5th. And everybody already goes to Benders anyways. It's so great because it's not like. <laughs> It's not like you need more people. In fact, we get so pissed on the back patio when like big groups of people come in that are like from, a, you know, they're all like worky and hanging out together, and we're all like, ah, damn it! But it's great. It's great for the bar. It's like all the regulars are like we want to just keep our bar to ourselves. It's like no, no, no. You actually have to you gotta expand. Share. You gotta share. As long as folks are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I invite everybody. Yeah, invite everybody. Everybody's welcome. It's a great place, and like great food and stuff. We love Counter Offer there with their. Lovely specials and delicious foods. Yay. Yeah, they got some good stuff going back there in the kitchen right now. Yeah. Oh, they, they messed me up with switching around the corn dog Wednesdays. I know, corn dog Wednesdays. What's everybody off with that. What guys. is it on Thursdays? No, it's on Tuesdays. Freaking Mondays it's now. It's Mondays like off. No, nobody's going to get with that. I don't, I didn't. Just got to do them know. every day, guys. Corn dogs every day. Actually, they should. Corn dogs on the menu. Come on, man. I love those corn dogs. Yeah, they're no, only they're five delicious. bucks. Oh, fat rad. Which, uh, which song do you want? I, that was one of my favorite CDs in, in college. I just, I loved it. We're going song seven. Here we go. Uh, All right. Mutiny Radio, we're listening to Some Call Me Tim, the show where we talk about beliefs. (laughs) I would say that my top five consumables would be alcohol. Uh, All five? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I can easily alcohol. pick five alcohols I like to consume. Yeah, yeah exactly. No problem with my top five. <laughs> alcohol, I, um, weed used to be one of those, but but not anymore now that I have the ubiquitous source. Uh, but now it's That's like... Handy. it's Yeah, so handy. But it's like, uh, I'd say maybe Indian food? Tikka masala is what, it's a big one. Really? Yeah. And uh, I don't really buy anything. Cat food? Yeah, I have to buy a spend lot of fish money. when I had fish because my fish ate other fish. So ah, that, uh, that was that was a weekly thing buying about thirty fish, but they died last year. Oh, did you have like a saltwater uh, tank or a? No, no, just a, just a freshwater tank. But my crazy fish were—I don't think they were supposed to be in a tank. Oh, they were North American pike, and they grew really big and started eating other fish. No, oh pike. No, that that's what happened to Lake Berryessa. That used to be all the kinds of fish, and then they introduced the new fish, and then that fish ate all the other fish. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we used to go to Lake Berryessa back in the day. Uh, all right, okay. So, um, do, do you want to do you want to script it out first, or do you just want to go for it? Well, it's going to be hard for you because you. Okay, so what I'll do because you don't have the headphones on, but you don't need the headphones unless you want to. But I'm going to play a little bit of the music 
uh, at the beginning and then I'll pull down so that it's behind you and I'll point at you and that's when you start talking. Uh, there was there were pens here. Do, do, do. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, like scratch paper, la, 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 la. Uh, I'm like, let's see, pertinent details. <laughs> 800 South Van S. <laughs> oh, it's 806 South Oh, it's 806, shit. I keep telling people it's 800. That's next door, though. It's the same building, right? It's the same building. Okay. We have the corner address as well. You just can't enter that door. Ah, right, because it's the people upstairs. Yeah. Yeah, the nice people. Uh, well, take your time. And or what do you want to? You don't know what you want to write. We can write it together. Benders is the best place in the whole world. <laughs> like that's who I would <laughs> start right up. They they still have two dollar PBR. It's amazing. Like no one does that anymore. Uh, their their bartenders are really awesome, and a lot of them are Canadian, which is strange. Um, I don't know. It's just the best place in the whole world. Think they'd be running home right about now. <laughs> right. Why are you here, Canadians? You're crazy. I mean, with your free health care and yeah, clean country. It's and I mean, I'm upset with our president right now because of the whole what he's doing with that whole Israel bullshit. Like, oh man, uh, it's the United States and Israel's strange connection is just like ah. Uh, and then there's religion and why do we care and the Muslims and why do they hate Mexicans? I just came back from Mexico. And it's the best place in the whole world. Why? Why would you hate Mexicans? I, yeah, I mean, they like us for now. I mean, don't, <laughs> Lucky don't us. Don't go burning bridges, guys. Exactly. Yeah, and we it, want friends, especially on our north and our south. Yeah, it's... Oof, I, I don't like that guy at all. I don't. I definitely don't believe in our government right now either. It's super, super scary. Well, let me play a little bit of this so we can figure out when to break it down. That's going to be cool to start out with. Great local man, Faith No More. Gotta love these guys. Are they local? That's great. And I'll bring it down up there and have you talk. Okay, cool. Um... Awesome. We can actually, and then I'll pull it down, and this is behind, and then I'll bring it back up at the end. It'll be great. No, keep writing. Keep writing. I can. Oh, you're ready? Yeah, I guess. Oh, great, 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 great. So let me start this over again. Lifting the veil, everybody, on, on radio and how it works. Okay, so I'll do something. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special, a shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening. But a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Yeah.
take it's perfect yeah, sure one take yay one take you sound great oh, i should have said johnny motherfucker davis Woo! i mentioned your happy hour because that is like oh god i love it i just till seven and and everybody great that i've met i love the wakeman sisters i met them from your back patio we're like such great friends i love their parents i've been to their parents house they they're just it's like this amazing family that you've been like the foster father of putting us (laughs) no seriously putting all the weird broken toys together it's awesome yeah it is great folks hanging out and we're lucky to have such an awesome community of of friends and regulars that come around the bar yeah when you appreciate us so much too like i mean I can't imagine. I haven't been treated this one well as a regular in forever. Okay, so I remember. We'll see if you remember this story. This is a funny one that I tell about you often to people. Um, because, no, 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 no. But it's 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 actually, it makes a lot of sense. Because of, I've, yours bar was the first one that I started going to 10 years ago when I moved here to the city. And I used to consume a lot more alcohol than I do now. And I was uh, significantly less inhibited. Less in, more inhibited, no, less inhibited. Less inhibited. That I was that. So, they needed, it was when Weird Fish did the, did the cooking thing, and they needed a person, or Weird Fish had just ended, and it was under somewhat, it was, um, what's-his-face was doing it, who now... Sean, who now owns Analog in Oakland. Nice little deli well, that was, restaurant over there. He was the Weird Fish guy, but it was after that, there was an interim where you guys were kind of doing it, but you were sort of farming it out to individual people, and... Justin. Justin was doing it. Okay, Justin. And he needed a person, and I was like, because I've cooked and everything, I was like, I want to do it. And Justin was like, well, you got to go. You got to talk to Johnny. So I went up to you, and I'm like, hey, you know, wow, I'd really really be interested in working. And and you looked at me, and you're like, oh, Pam, you're so great. You know where you're the best is out on the back patio just being yourself. (laughs) Just, like, talking to people and being awesome. Like, you just being you is how we need you to be here. And I was like, that is the nicest way to say that you would never hire me, ever. It was like the sweetest way that anybody... No, it was great. So it's a very funny... Uh, like, no, but it's, I've made him blush, uh, well, which is, which is rad. <laughs> no, of course. No, but you did it in the nicest way because I was like, he's, he's right. I really can't. I really can't. Wouldn't be able to... It wouldn't. It wouldn't have worked out because I. I was. I was. We might not be the the friends we are today. Right. Because I would have ruined everything. I would have like left the fryer on all night or something stupid and be like, get out. Yeah. Yeah, But there was the nicest way that someone's ever said like, you're not. But you. You did in a way like you. We really appreciate you for being you. That's awesome. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) That's a great story. Well, awesome. I'm well, glad are, I'm you, a... You are the queen of the patio back there. Oh, you, uh, thank you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. People uh, sometimes say that like Jonathan and I are the, the king and the queen in the back patio, which is very sweet. I think so, yes. Absolutely. Just because we're there every day. Hold, That's the only hold, reason. Holding court with a gang of friends is really how it goes down. <gasps> well, I always... Because I have... There's a couple nights of the week where I have shows here. So Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, I have shows at six or seven, depending... So it's great because I go over there at four and I'm there from like four to five thirty and then I leave. So I'm just there kind of in the afternoon and then I come over here and do my thing. And since I'm not allowed to drink here anymore, it's kind of nice because I can yeah, get a little free funk on over at the bar, huh? Get over here and then just sort of like be more. And it's actually helped my comedy because 
instead of coming here and drinking more and things just devolving, I just <laughs> kind of started a good place and then like, you know, I don't lose Ride that my... wave. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's good stuff. So uh, other things you believe in? Oh, other than rock and roll? Do you have? Do you don't, you're not a dog person. No, I'm not a dog person, but I'm really kind of thinking about it. I really want a dog. What kind of dog would you get? A little dog? Uh, a dog? dog I could carry across a river, that's for sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, if you get a lab, they can swim, though. Yeah, well, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm really thinking about getting a dog this next year, but, you know, it's tough to have a dog in the city. You know, everybody's got to work all the time. you got really small apartments. you got to take your dog with you. Yeah. You can't leave the dog at home, you know. I, I think that's kind of unfair, too, leaving your dog at home especially if it's a sizable dog but yeah um yeah thinking about a dog I, I was a dog person as a kid had a couple dogs growing up as a kid you know but uh yeah i'd go for a smaller dog I like a little like healer looking mutt you know yeah my girlfriend wants a chinese crested one of those freaky looking oh ball those dogs. those are f- yeah they're yeah, weird hilarious dogs. i'd have to put a handle on it so i could carry it around like luggage <laughs> well you got to give it like a spiked collar too so it looks like serious yeah yeah for sure yeah a dog in 2018. That's good. I, I Maybe, yeah. Big, big responsibility for this guy. Yeah. Who knows? We'll see. Well, you're not. You're never gonna have children, are you? Gonna, no, you're not gonna a kid guy. That's not a, for sure. Yeah, not a breeder. Not one of the breeder people that are like. Well, but you're getting done with your life, like you're doing your own life, as opposed to. I feel like a lot of people when they don't feel success in their own lives or what they've been trying to do they just have children and try and live through their kids right and then try to yeah. be like so they're like my life is over but my child is the most amazing I look start can... over with this one and mold them to what i always wanted to be right no, so I don't think that's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do that either i've made the choice to not but that's that's good We're, i mean not For everybody me, should have I, kids I got, a, I got a lot of friends that have awesome kids yeah just i don't want to pick them up because <laughs> you can break them. Exactly. He knows what I'm going to do. Broken a lot of things in my life. I'm going to start breaking kids now. Don't. Don't. You break it. You bought yeah, it. They're all cool. I always tell them, bring them around when they can high five, then we'll start hanging out. Right. But uh, this is a weird question. Are you allowed to bring a baby into a bar? Is that illegal? It's got to have a fake ID. So seriously, like, so if you, is it? No. no. Because if it's a baby. No. No, no, no kids at Benders. Right, but babies, no babies. Zone. We're a kid-free zone at Benders. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I've just always wondered, like, if it's strapped to you, does it count? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Some folks just want to have a place to go to get away from their kids. But so, you can have you, know I mean? you can have dogs, though. Dogs are great. In the state of California, it's illegal to have Is animals it? other than service animals in a restaurant so or bar. Servant, I, see, I don't know. In the animals. Don't worry. No one listens to this podcast. It's okay. <laughs> I'm ruining You're everything. giving us away here, Pam. No, there's no... Everything is great. But you've got a sweatshirt where it says dog drink, dogs drink free. Yeah, that's because it's a tiny little bar and nobody really pays attention to us. Good. So okay. far. Okay, shh, shh. Well, that nobody... <laughs> the whole department attention. isn't rushing our way right now. Oh, God. Is that... That's one of the worries. Well, let's talk about something else. Um, any other things you believe in or don't believe in very strongly? Oh, gosh. I believe in having fun. Yeah. uh, Definitely make some time in your life for having some fun. You know, I'm not a very serious individual, especially at this point in my life. Just trying to have some fun. What, and, you know, your top five. So, obviously, seeing live music is probably one of the ways you have lots of fun. Absolutely. Try and do that as much as I can. You know, not as much as I used to. Feel like it's kind of dropped off in my life, but this that's kind of happened in this town a little bit, you know. It's tough to find as much good live music in the city. Do you, did you ever mosh? Were you ever a mosher, like a run into people kind of crazy thing? Uh, I've spent my fair share of times in many a pit, but I wouldn't consider myself a mosher and someone well, that would instigate that type of 
thing. But rock and roll, not punk music. Oh, I listen to or a lot of rock and roll, but I, you know, a lot of punk. A lot of punk. Lots of metal. Lots of metal. Lots of metal. See, every time Jonathan goes to a live show, he comes back all bruised. Comes back injured because he jumps right in the middle of that pit when it's happening. It's, and I don't... It's tough to say no to a pit, Pam. I don't see... I don't know. I don't understand that. Like, I can't... <laughs> it's one of those things in my head where I can't, like, get into the mindset of, like, I'm going to listen to this music and I'm going to hurt myself and other people at the same time. Like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not really about that. A pit's more about just kind of getting off, venting a little aggression, you know, and it's not about hurting other people. It's about, you know, kind of getting in there and knocking each other around a little bit. But it's it's all a kind of a weird little community most of the times, unless you wind up with that one asshole in the pit, which happens a lot of the time. But, you know, in a pit, somebody falls down. Most folks will reach down to pick you up, pull you up, you know, give you a hand. You know, your glasses get knocked off. Most folks will try and stop and help you find your glasses, pick up your glasses, something like that. So it's almost a little community into itself for a moment in time during that song or during that band. Wow, that was very esoteric. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Why? A lot, of tough, a lot of fun in a pit. Why do you allow karaoke at Bender's once a month on the last Friday of every month? Why do you? Why would you let that happen? Well, there's <laughs> some good karaoke out there too, and our host. No, I love karaoke. Our, so our I'm host, just Aline, is an amazing karaoke KJ. Yeah, she is the great. KJ of San Francisco. Yeah, Absolutely. So, um, she she offers to come in and do it once a month with us, and you know it's a fun like much like a pit. Folks can vent a little, you know, let out some let out their inner wild side, you know, without knocking people around or doing something like that. They can just belt out their best share or Rollins or. Yeah, it's a punk rock and schlock is the name of it. The last exactly. Friday of every month, and I was just—I mean, I love it. I'm so happy because I love—I love karaoke so much. I'm sick. It's the last Friday of every month. It's so much fun. It is much fun. I sang a Nine Inch Nails song last month. Oh, it was so fun! I'd never sung it before, and I was yeah. like, and I just had the best time. And I got my knees got all bruised from crawling on the floor, like much like was, Trent Reznor would have been yeah. doing himself, right? <laughs> you must have done an awesome crawling Trent Reznor impersonation the, there. Yeah, I did some Alice Cooper the month before. I didn't sing last nice. month, but belted out some Desperado the month before. Nice. Freaking killed it. Yeah. I must say so myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You know, come down. Absolutely. I did live band karaoke twice in New York, and it wow. was insane. Like, there's a band behind you, and you they have like 100 songs, and you choose one, and they, it's like, I mean, it's like being a rock star. I've never been I've in a band. I've that. I've never so, been on stage with that. Yeah, that would be fun. So fun. That would be fun. Because, I, I mean, I always dreamed as a child of like, and I never dreamed of being the lead singer. I always sort of dreamed of being a backup dancer and like doing little moves and singing little songs and stuff, but I always wanted to be in a band. The backbone of the band. Is the backup, the backup singer, singer yeah. backup dancer. Doing absolutely, the, absolutely. Like, I don't want the, all the pressure of being in front. Exactly. Don't need that spotlight, huh? Well, I don't know how they do it when you have a band that comes on and they play for 45 minutes and they play five, six songs. Hey, how does the drummer remember the difference between all those songs? And like, how do you like push that much air out of your body without losing your voice that much? I just don't understand how. Or just getting lightheaded and falling down. Right. <laughs> and when they can play guitar and sing at the same time or do two things. I'm like, how can you do two things at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I, I can't do that. I can't get away with that. No way. No I mean, way. I can sing and dance, but Christ, like playing an instrument at the same time, that's... Yeah, some of those guys out there, uh, you know, your your favorite 
lead singers, uh, guitar players, band members. Uh, they're extraordinary. They're amazing. I have the highest, utmost respect. Absolutely. Did you? Were you ever in a band? No, no. You've never no, been no, in a band. No, no, no. You've always just been like, I love it. Yeah, just I'm love a the listener. rock and roll. Absolutely. You know. Just uh, yeah. No, there's no dreams of that you don't play an instrument. You don't. No. I mean, you sing karaoke every once in a while. Every once in a while. Okay. Yeah, exactly. When drunk enough, you know. Right, right. Well, that's the beauty of it. Some the the Asians they rent a room and then they just sing in front of their friends. And I'm like, why would you do that? You can just be at home and do YouTube at this point. Sing at the TV. Yeah, I've I've been in those little karaoke rooms over in Japantown for birthday parties and whatnot. They're pretty strict. <laughs> about they're just uh, a little uptight over there I'd yeah. say you know don't make we've a been, mess we've been thrown out for making too much noise oh been caught drinking all sorts of stuff like that yeah, yeah. I thought you were allowed yeah. to bring in yourself or they, yeah, they have no, bottle they service they that. do they, 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 they think you tend to make a mess right 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 yeah. right well I mean it really is hey guys if you want to have a karaoke party just get your little mini fender amp plug a microphone into it and turn on YouTube you'll be fine there you go just exactly. do it at home Sing along. drink your own beers at home whatever exactly. you want but if you're not going to drink beers at home go to Bender's everybody 806 yeah, South Venice best friends. place in the whole world yeah. well thank you so much for being here today are you Are you, I'm going to go over to the bar after too nice are yeah gonna I got to run that way get some work done you yeah know? I know I've got to yeah. we'll, we'll do all that I, We made the, you made the commercial yay we'll put it on the breaker it'll be great it'll play between all of our shows so it'll get lots of playtime and right on. Thanks, Yay, Pam. Thanks yeah, for being been a ton here. of fun. And now you've finally been here. You know, like what uh, what's what's going on. So we got I knew little... exactly where you were. I just never actually darkened the door. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me in this afternoon. It's thanks. been a lot of fun. Yay. Very cool little spot you guys have over here. And everybody out here should support community radio. Get out and support Mutiny Radio. Come down yeah. to the the comedy fest. Come down. Know? Yeah, we have comedy now uh, Mondays. And Fridays from 6 to 8, those are open mics. We have an open mic on Thursday from 7 to 10 because Brainwash closed, and so we're taking over the Brainwash mic. Wow. Uh, yeah. It's so sad that Brainwash closed. Yeah, I just heard about that. I know. Yeah. It's terrible. So, But it's it's not terrible for Mutiny Radio because now there's one less bout of stage time, and so it's like, come here, come to, come over here and do, That's do stage great. time. That's great. That's good that you're still doing that. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then Friday nights from 8 to 10 is Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. It's only $10. Every week is a great, great show. You guys can come by. Uh, go to Bender's first, and then come here after, because it's walking distance. We're so close. Yeah, it's a few blocks. It's a few blocks. Right through the lovely mission. Right, yeah, that's right. Right down here. Everybody walk more. Stop taking Ubers, okay? Please. <laughs> All right, thanks again, Johnny Thank you, Davis. Pam. And uh, we'll see you next week on Some Call Me Tim.
Hey, Mutiny Radio listeners, if you're still listening, we're going to do another take on that uh, Bender's commercial. So, again, the veil is lifted, but stick with us (laughs) here at Mutiny Radio. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to welcome you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in San Francisco's lovely Mission District at 806 South Van S at the corner of 19th, just off Mission Street, where we've got live rock and roll every Saturday night starting at 10 p.m. Local bands, touring bands, great acts every Saturday night, 10 p.m. We'd also like to let you know that we've got our kitchen open every night of the week from 4 p.m. Monday through Thursday to 11 a.m. Funk can be sweet. I repeat, funk can be sweet. I repeat, funk can be sweet. Funk can be sweet. Funk can be. Funk can. Funk, 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 funk is sweet. Now that we are taking it back. Now that we're taking it back home. Right on.
What is he doing in here? Mo and Joe had a candy store Telling fortune behind the door Cop grabbed Mo and as Joe ran out Brother Mo then began to shout Run Joe! Eddie man at the door Run Joe! The man won't let me go Run Joe! Run as fast as you can Run Joe! Police holding me hand Crystal ball by defense So they won't find no evidence When you reach home, get in the bed Call a doctor and tie your head Let one eater invent a lie Got to have a good alibi Run, Joe! Any man at the door Run, Joe! This man won't let me go Run, Joe! Run as fast as you can Run, Joe! The police holding me hand Talk for me, they'll show sure give me this third degree. When they take me before this charge, I am going to deny the charge. When the judge asks me how I plead, not guilty, sir, most decidedly. You can see judge at a glance. I'm a victim of circumstance. Run yo,
Drive 